Hi everyone. So uh, I'm out here walking around in front of the store. Mom's getting stuff. Just thinking about things. Thinking about a news report that I read earlier today. And uh, I don't want to say what the fuck is wrong with you people because it might actually be taken as racist in this context. So I'm going to say what the fuck is wrong with us. Because it's not just a specific ethnic group, right? It's multiple different societies. And what I mean by that, you know, social groups, multiple different societies slash ethnic groups slash social groups that tend to gravitate at different periods towards a specific skin color. Self-imposed, or rather internalized racism, is a real thing. A lot of people call it self-guilt. A lot of people call it um, toxic max masculinity, or toxic feminism, or, uh, you, you know, the list goes on, right? Why do we hate ourselves? But there is a real problem with humanity, where racism is not just an external force holding someone down. Racism is also an, an internal force. Bigotry, you know, along with racism, is an, can be an internal force that holds you down and could end your life. Now, what do I mean by that? Let me talk about, tell you about uh, Jane Addams' Hull House. Hull House was a uh, very prominent fi fixture in Chicago for the longest time until it was forced to close its doors uh, almost 10 years ago. Uh, they rebranded it as a museum. But it was a race-free, religion-free, you know, essentially, we help everybody who needs help project one of the first of its kind in this country to help people who were impoverished, held down, essentially by the man, uh, regardless of whether you were right, black, whether you spoke English or Hungarian, whether you were Spanish or, or Puerto Rican, uh, etc. It's begun by a very influential, civic-minded woman named Jane Addams. She fought for everything. She was one of the first progressive leaders in this country. In the 1900s, there was an actual progressive movement. In fact, the progressive movement this day came from that movement. Do you know who ran on that ticket? Theodore Roosevelt. And yeah, he disappointed a lot of people. Just as Barack disappointed a lot of people, uh, Biden disappointed a lot of people. Um, but that's only because progressive means to progress and a lot of people when they look at the concept of progression they think that everything will be granted at once as it should be but the reality is when Theodore Roosevelt Barack Obama Biden get into office they're only able to get one or two things pushed through 
under, you know, on a list of dozens or even hundreds. So no matter what, people are going to be disappointed that certain things did not happen. Although Theodore Roosevelt really did kind of screw a lot of people. Having said that, Hull House, Jane Addams, when she first began it, she began uh, a project and she used her own financing, got people to donate. So this is before nonprofit, right? Tax exemption. This is before all of that happened. She was begging her rich friends who didn't give a shit about people who were poor or the Hungarian grottos, uh, you know, Jewish or Catholic or whatever. She was begging her rich friends to give her money while she was putting her own money in it. So, what'd she do? She creates, she sees the, uh, these children starving, emaciated. They're dying, they're going to die of hunger. Malnutrition. She wants to stop it. She creates ready-made meals. Free for a family, a mother to take home, to fix, and, you know, to put on the table for her, her kids. The mothers would take it home, but they wouldn't feed their kids. Took her a while to figure out why. The mothers and the, you know, the Hungarian, you know, European slums, grottos, whatever. They believe that their failures as mothers and human beings, if they didn't fix the food for their children themselves. So they couldn't refuse the food because it would be impolite. But because of their own perception of their own ethnicity, self-imposed, internalized racism and bigotry against themselves, they would rather harm themselves and their families than make sure that they survive. And Jane Addams was furious. She's trying to save these kids. She had to realize that she needed to adapt to their culture to try and get rid of that internalized hate and, you know, the, the, what was keeping them down. So she gave them the same ingredients, only she, she made sure the sandwiches weren't put together. It was a loaf of bread with the meat, with the, with the everything there. So then the mothers would take it home and they would fix their own meals for their family. Now let's talk about modern day. African American males, black males, uh, um, self-identifying, whatever self-identifying, not getting tested for colon cancer, not getting tested for heart disease, not making sure that they're eating the, the right food, a uh, huge spike. African-American males, black males in the U.S. are 40% more likely to die of colon cancer, and it isn't because of any genetic predisposition. It's because of internalized expectations. They're not real men if they can't tough through it. Now, why am I saying this? Am I making it up? No, I read this huge news report, this medical news report that did this 
study over a period of, of several years, just read it. I'm sure if you're on the internet, you can find it. Black males more likely to die of colon cancer. You'll find it. You'll see the study and you'll say 40% and you're like, what the fuck? Do you know what? Before black males were 40% more likely, white males were 40% more likely. 80s, 90s, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, white men refusing to have a doctor stick their finger up their butt to see if they have cancer, polyps. Because it's not manly to do that. It's not, it's not, you're not being a real man if you do that. You're not being a real man if you go and check yourself for cancer because you don't feel sick, you don't have cancer, right? Males are also more likely to die of breast cancer, less likely to have it, more likely to die from it because they are too afraid to tell doctors, I've got this painful fucking lump on my chest. Dude, that's breast cancer. I don't have breasts, I've got pecs. Dude, that's breast cancer. I don't have breasts, I've got a chest. Saying I got boobs. So those are two major examples. I wanted to make sure you guys understood this isn't an issue of black, white, Hispanic, whatever. I want to make sure you guys understand it happens to anyone and everyone. And women aren't aren't exempt from this. Women are not exempt from this. Believe it or not, women can get prostate cancer. They don't get checked for it. You know, so... Yeah, this is a problem. Internalizing the idea that you have to be stronger than the... You know, tougher than the toughies, smarter than the smarties, and you wind up being really stupid and weak because you wind up dying... The soul food, you know, every, every culture has soul food, by the way. Every culture has soul food. I don't want anybody saying soul food is only for black family. No, don't give me that fucking chick. You know, there's a, there's a, a Korean chain here in the United States called Kokoro's. It literally means soul food or bowl of soul, something like that. Um, a lot of soul food in, in Italian soul food is from from where they grew up. Anything anything that you have in your kitchen that you can make that's comforting that reminds you of home is soul food. Chinese have soul food, you know. Uh, uh, especially Chinese Chinese American cuisine is really soul food because they weren't able to get all the ingredients that they would have in China. So they'd have to get what they what they had in their in their cabinet, in their cupboard. Uh, chop suey is literally soul food, Chinese soul food, right? But because soul food makes you happy, makes you feel good, makes you remember things, 
people don't realize that a lot of the comfort from soul food comes from very unhealthy ingredients regardless of culture right regardless of culture greasy food fried deep fried heavy amounts of salt soy sauce and whatever you want whatever you put on there Carb carbohydrate loading with Italian food, northern Italian food, pasta. That's not healthy for you. Eating it every night, morning, noon, night, that's not good for you. It, it's like a self-imposed racism that you have to have it. Right? Self-imposed bigotry, self-imposed behavior, right? Internalized. So I'm asking all of my friends, all the people out there, all the listeners, I'm not going to say what the fuck is wrong with you because I love, I love things that are terrible for me. You know, I should be eating healthier. I really should be, especially with, with uh, some of the problems that I have, but uh, I don't, but I should try. So I'm asking everybody out there and I'm saying this to myself too. Don't impose those internalized limitations on your body, your health, or your future. And it's more than just food. It's more than just medical health. It also deals with accepting things like scholarships, stuff like that. Accepting um, benefits. Don't impose restrictions on yourself because of your culture or what other people might think. If it's healthy for you, if you need it to go on, if you need it to survive, you need to just stand up and say, listen, you know, you're in wherever you are, at the bowling alley or whatever. Listen, I'm going to the doctor to get my butt checked for that ass cancer. You ain't a man, buddy. I'd rather live and be a real man than to sit on my ass and die bleeding through it. Do stuff. Do stuff to benefit you. Don't impose your own internalized limitations.